friends, welcome back to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. This podcast series furthers our mission to support our community as we seek to promote the advancement of women in the securities finance marketplace. We hope you leave today with a broader perspective or ideas about ways to further your network and career. Or perhaps a deeper education on important business changes in our marketplace. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, I'm Ariane Collette, Executive Director at Morgan Stanley, co-founder and proud member of Women in Securities Finance. I'm joined today by Cheryl Crispin, Executive Vice President of Communications and Marketing for SIFMA. Cheryl provides strategic counsel to SIFMA and its community while being responsible for the management of the public affairs, corporate communications, marketing, and industry-leading research departments. In addition, she leads the association's diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, as well as the Securities Industry Institute. Hello, Cheryl. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Fantastic. Okay, so let's get to it. On September 20th and 21st, Morgan Stanley was privileged to host SIFMA for their annual Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Leadership Summit. This summit brought together business executives from all facets of capital markets to broadly understand how diversity, equity, and inclusion shapes today's workforce and plays a role in how we serve our clients. We heard from regulators, industry leaders, and academics discuss best practices, share innovative solutions, and provide an update on the current landscape to the toughest challenges that are having a real impact on the industry and communities we serve. Women in Securities Finance was lucky enough to have a front row seat at the conference and hear from you, Cheryl, and many other speakers about the current DEI initiatives. Today, we're looking forward to have you share the messages from the conference with our listeners. So, with that, Cheryl, can you start by sharing the key themes or takeaways from the conference? Sure. And I also want to thank Morgan Stanley once again for hosting us and also thank all of our other sponsors. Just by way of background for the audience's awareness, SIFMA has been involved in diversity and inclusion efforts on behalf of our members for many years. And those learnings over the past two decades really do inform how we put together our DEI summit and what we want the audience to really benefit from. So this year, we focused very much so on business leaders and diversity practitioners coming together to talk about the business imperative of diversity within the industry and how our firms are doing best practices and learning from each other so that everybody can be enhancing and increasing diversity within our member firms and our industry in general. One of the key themes that we heard over and over, and we can talk a little bit more about this as we move through the discussion, was the need for business leaders along with the diversity leaders in their organizations coming together as partners and sharing strategies and sharing metrics and goals and having very candid conversations around DEI issues so that everybody is comfortable and everybody is working toward common goals because it is a subject that not everybody lives every day, but should. And so that's something that SIFMA as a convener and a thought leader and an industry leader on behalf of our members really wanted to bring together so that folks had takeaways that they learned during the conference and actionable items that they could take back to their firms, talk together as partners, and really 
start or continue on their journey to make progress in this very important area. It's amazing to hear the key factor of the coming together. You would think that that naturally happens, but to your point that if you're not living and breathing it every day, there might not be that collaboration. So it was great that you highlighted that. And that was a key theme that I was able to hear coming through the conference. Was that spoken about a lot after the panels? Like, was that a theme that you heard discussed after the conference? Absolutely. We heard from summit participants during the summit, as well as from our DEI council, the coming together, the collaboration, and the candid discussion that folks need to have a better sense of understanding in the DEI space so that they can be advocates within their business unit or from a corporate sort of DEI perspective. There is a really important role that SIFMA can play as a convener so that we can be pushing out information, findings, facts, best practices that our members can utilize and actually really use it as an educational vehicle so that folks who are at different places in their DEI journey can learn and then take action back at their firms. So you mentioned how collaboration is key. So what was the biggest message or update that you heard that impacted either you personally or SIFMA as an organization from these discussions that you'll address over the upcoming six months, 12 months, 18? Gosh, I don't think there was just one, but a couple of messages and takeaways that I really do feel the audience benefited from. And I then had actionable to-dos that I can help implement to the benefit of my members and the industry. The communications panel, which I was lucky enough to moderate, was very useful to the member firms and the participants of the summit. Why is that? Because what we learned is that the communications departments and the DEI departments don't always connect internally. So that's a really easy to do, right? So making sure that those two very important functions within our member firms are collaborating so that the firms have a proactive strategy with regard to DEI issues and can then communicate to all of their important audiences, whether it's internal or out to clients in terms of the commitment to DEI and what they are doing to enhance DEI within their firm. So that was a really good takeaway, I think, not only for me personally, but for the participants. And then another key takeaway, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, is metrics and measuring. So not only in terms of internal personnel, but the industry has done so much in terms of commitments to diversity and serving diverse communities externally. And so another key message and takeaway was let's make sure that we are measuring our success and measuring our commitment and communicating that out to our various populations and our audiences and our clients so that the commitments that the industry makes are measurable and that the impact on the communities can be felt. That awareness is really key, Cheryl. You mentioned metrics, and that was one of the items for me is when Dr. Sengupta talked about the insights around women being hired at comparable rates to men at all levels. But then from a promotional perspective, women were lacking and retention rates at higher levels of the organizations was lacking even further. And that was very impactful for me to hear and especially to see from a numbers perspective. And that was very eye-opening for me. 
And from the doctor's studies, it indicated that the key to increasing the representation of women in the industry is not only through the hiring process, but also through promotions. So I'm glad that that was able to be heard so that firms could think about that and how they are encouraging or supporting women across the industry through programs, probably similar to one of the ones that you oversee, the Securities Industry Institute, that helps professionally develop those within the industry. The benefit of the audience, SIFMA has been conducting a benchmarking survey on behalf of our members for almost two decades. We conduct the survey every other year, and the purpose is to show growth in diversity of our industry, but also to give our member firms a tool to look internally and to see where they individually as firms have made improvement, but also where they need to be doing more. And again, that's a great role that SIFMA can play in terms of a convener and a thought leader. So this most recent survey that we completed in June of 2022 shows progress in terms of hiring of diverse populations, people of color and women at all levels, but it also shows something that we have seen consistently over the past several years that the retention and matriculation of that diverse population people of color and women up into higher levels within the firms still has more to be done and more progress can be made there. A lot of what we have learned is that has to do with culture and also with ensuring that the diverse populations within our firms have mentors and have sponsors and have individuals at all levels within the firms who they can use as a resource and work with to see themselves and to want to be at that firm for a longer period of time and therefore be able to matriculate up. So we really believe and our members believe that having good data and benchmarking in this area is super critical because we have seen over the years a significant amount of progress that the data shows, right? Numbers are powerful and it also shows areas where we can be doing better. And I think that that's just so important as an industry that we embrace data and research and tell a really important story about our commitment to enhancing DEI within our firms. And to show that that commitment is based on data, I think is a really, really good thing that the industry has done for, again, almost two decades. And SIFMA is very pleased to be able to facilitate that on behalf of our members. Cheryl, what best practices is SIFMA seeing across the industry that are being implemented? At the conference, we heard from Morgan Stanley talk about making DEI a part of their stated mission. We heard Schwab talk about using the IDEAL acronym, which stands for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, Accessibility, and Leader-Led Principles. So what best practices would you highlight that either SIFMA is doing or you're hearing others are doing that would be good for our listeners to know? In terms of best practices, there are varying degrees of sophistication throughout the members and also throughout the industry based on where a particular firm is in their DE&I journey. But some of the trends that I've been seeing through our Diversity and Inclusion Council, which is made up of diversity leaders throughout the industry from all different types of firms, is definitely the connectivity, which we talked about earlier, of the 
business unit with the diversity unit so that they can collaborate, they can come together. And it's then really woven into the fabric of the business unit and supported by the diversity experts. That's definitely a trend. That's definitely a best practice. And I think it actually will very much help in terms of the issue we just spoke about in terms of promotion and matriculation up through the firm, because it's really then woven into a full business unit. And there's commitment from the head of the business to ensuring that diversity is a top priority throughout their business unit. So that's definitely one best practice and a trend I'm seeing a lot of. Another best practice and trend is the candid conversations. And every firm sort of has a different vernacular for that. But it is really having sort of a safe place where senior executives and junior executives can talk about issues that advance the DEI journey within the firm. Because if those conversations are not happening and folks have questions or they don't know something and they're scared to ask the question or there's not an environment where you can have a candid conversation about an issue either going on within the firm or external factors. So that's definitely a best practice that firms are implementing so that diversity conversations can take place among all levels of their team in a very candid and safe fashion. And then finally, another best practice that I've seen growing over time is really working with the employees on what do they want the firm to be doing from an external perspective, like an impact perspective. There's really a lot of surveying and talking with employees on how can the firm be the most impactful within diverse communities, underserved communities, so that the activities from the firm is really reflective of their employees. And that also goes a long way to enhance the culture within the firm because employees then are feeling as though their voices are heard. So those are three general best practices. There are clearly a lot more, but those would be some of the trends I'm seeing the most. Carol, what pressing issue do we need to focus on from an industry perspective for DEI? I don't think there's one pressing, but I think there are a couple pressing issues. And a lot of that is based on the data that we see in our benchmarking survey. We definitely want to continue to make progress on recruiting diverse talent across all levels of entry. So whether that's the beginning entry or mid-level or senior, that's something that we definitely need to continue to make progress on. Also, as I mentioned earlier, The retention and promotion issue is something that must be constantly looked at in terms of creating a culture that creates retention and also a culture that promotes diverse talent and women within the firms. And then I also think communicating to external constituents, and what do I mean by that? For example, SIFMA, on behalf of the industry, does a significant amount of education and outreach up to Capitol Hill and to our regulators. Why is that important? Because the industry is so committed to enhancing DEI within the firms, but there is a perception that maybe that's not the case. So it's SIFMA's job to make sure that our regulators and our partners up on Capitol Hill understand the commitment that the industry has taken in this space and the progress that the industry has made, but also the 
understanding on behalf of industry that there's more to be done. That's an okay place to be. And if we embrace that and we communicate what the industry is doing and the commitment to further progress, then we, as the advocate for the industry, really have a very, very good set of backs to display and to communicate on behalf of the industry so that folks are educated about all of the activities and the commitment that our firms are doing in this space. So we have talked about what's currently happening, some of the things that need to happen, some best practices. Now, let's talk about what we expect to happen. What change do you expect to see in the near term, call it over the course of the next year, and longer term over the course of the next five years in the DE&I space? So in the near term and also in the long term, I'm not sure there's any sort of one secret silver bullet on this or secret to do, but what we have seen is that what the industry is doing collectively is working. We are making progress. So I would say a key near-term and long-term objective should be to evaluate what the firms are currently doing, what is working the best, and then doing more of the same, right? That sounds sort of like not an answer, but boy, when we see that recruiting of diverse talent is on the uptick across the industry, well, then let's figure out how to do that even better, right? So do more of that. If we now know we need to improve the retention and the promotion, how do we address issues within the culture of the firms that can help do that? Also, in the near term and long term, As an industry, what I love seeing people come together at the summit or through our diversity and inclusion council at SIFMA is learning from each other. We don't need to reinvent or recreate really good best practices. We talked about the trends I've seen in terms of best practices just recently. If that can work within a firm, then learn from another firm, one of your peers, and implement that within your culture, within your firm's proper identity, and then take that and see if it works, right? So I do think that that's one of the really beautiful benefits of SIFMA, working on behalf collectively for our membership, is that we really are a convening body where the members can learn from each other and then evaluate within their firms how that works and share that with another firm. So it really is a very overall collective benefit. And I would say that that would be the near and long-term activities that our member firms can benefit most from. I was going to ask you, but I think you've already covered it, is how can those within the industry help in this space? But you covered it. To be aware, to evaluate, to be collaborative across the business units and with the E&I partners, to focus on and keep this initiative at the forefront in different types of practices across. Would you say that that captures it or did I miss a piece there? No, I absolutely think you captured it. And one thing I would encourage your listeners, if they're not involved with SIFMA and they're part of a SIFMA member firm, and if they are interested in additional information with regard to the DE&I strategic initiatives that SIFMA, on behalf of our members, are acting upon, I would encourage them, obviously, to reach out. And just, again, for the listening audience, we do have a diversity and inclusion council that I've mentioned multiple times. It's made up of chief diversity officers and diversity practitioners across our member firms. So if there is something of interest there and people want additional information, they can reach out to SIFMA. 
And then finally, I just think that we all collectively can be proud of the different places we are in our individual as well as our firm's DEI journey. Everybody and every firm is at a different place. And embracing that and understanding that diversity within your diversity journey is the perfect place to be at this point in time, as long as there's the commitment to progress and enhancement and improvement, then that's a good place to be. And people should be proud and committed. And that would be something that I would say would be every day, embrace where you are in your journey, embrace where your firm is in their journey, and then have a commitment to improve every step of the way. Key themes that I'm hearing is the importance of being connected, being coordinated, being collaborative, being intentional, and doing that every day with consistency, with commitment from a global perspective and a togetherness point. Cheryl, we want to thank you for being here with us today to share these insights with our community. We look forward to hosting you again and partnering with SIFMA. Thank you so much. And we want to thank our listeners for joining us today. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's a true honor. Thank you, Cheryl. Have a nice day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. And a big thank you to our featured speakers from this episode. And of course, all the active Women in Securities Finance members that are driving real change in our marketplace today. If you have ideas for future episodes or would like to get involved, please visit our website or you can contact Women in Securities Finance via LinkedIn. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, you can subscribe to this series wherever you get your podcasts. And now for our disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters and do not reflect the views or opinions of their respective employer organizations. This material is for your private information and does not constitute legal, tax, or investment advice. There is no representation or warranty as to the current accuracy of nor liability for decisions based on such information. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.